0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Drop Off, a daily podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. Today is um, Friday, so we will be kicking off the pod with a series of what's on your Kindle. So, Dad, what's on your Kindle?
1: Um, Alright, well I just started reading a new book called the organized mind it's a book about kind of cognitive science cognitive psychology about how our brains work and it's pretty interesting and one of the main takeaways at this point is talking about how like there's multiple different kinds of systems in our brain that are always working and so there's one in which is like focused attention that that you're using but then researchers have said there's like a daydreaming mode that's always kind of uh, fighting to get attention and the problem is that our our brains aren't um, they're not perfect in terms of being organized like uh, do you know what like a junk drawer is do you have like a junk drawer in your room yes yeah, it's just, like where stuff you don't know where it goes to like you just put everything in that drawer and actually he says that's kind of an example of like what our brains are like everything goes into the junk drawer and so you have all of these thoughts in here and I don't know if you're ever like this, but if you're ever um, like working on a project or something and then all of a sudden like a random thought comes into your brain to distract you, that's like the daydreaming mode trying to uh, overtake or like randomly coming in and intruding on the focus time mode. So that's why he's kind of given examples of why it's hard sometimes to have really focused times of attention because the daydreaming part of your mind is always trying to bring up stuff.
0: That sounds like a book I wouldn't want to read, but I would want to learn about, so I'd just have you tell everything to me about it. So, a book off my Kindle was Animal Farm. I just finished reading it. It's a very good book. It's, like, kind of about communism, and so, like, basically, these pigs and all the animals on the farm overtake the owner of a farm on, like... The belief of a better life and it's like getting better but then like towards the end everything is like they work harder minutes they get less food um, and if, and it's worse for everyone else, else except for the pigs.
1: Interesting. So they take over the farm from the human owner? Yes. So what, are, what do you think are the reasons why it doesn't end up working out for everybody? Like, despite in the very beginning, kind of everyone's excited. Oh, you know, we're taking over. Uh, every, Everybody's going to be equal. Everything's going to be perfect. Like, w- what ends up making it so that it's worse off in the end?
0: Well, not all animals disagree. Agree. And, like some, pig, like, some people are greedy. So, like, the pigs, at the end, they were very greedy. And they were, like, changing the laws just so it, like alters towards them. So, like, one of the um, things was so they had this like seven commandments, and one of them was like, no animals shall sleep on a bed. And, And then, at the end, they wanted to sleep in a bed, so they, like, said, oh, no one can sleep in bed without with sheets. So, like, they took off all the sheets. And then, one was like, no animal shall drink. Um, and then they wanted to drink, so it became no animal should overdrink or something.
1: So what do you think is... So I'm assuming that the author is writing this with a pretty clear intention in mind. What, do you think the, what, do you th- what points do you think the author is trying to make in writing Animal Farm?
0: That communism isn't always the best for people
1: and so, kind of what do you think are some of the reasons why he feels this way and how it comes out in the book
0: um, maybe because like some pig, I don't really know
1: well okay obviously he's so part of his strategy is he's writing about animals but all these animals are symbols for humans right and so when he's saying okay it, it doesn't work out for everybody except for the pigs I think he's trying to make an argument about human nature right human nature for better or worse i think there's always going to be this tension and this is true like whether in communism or even in a democracy that there's always going to be a tension or a struggle between equality and freedom you can't have 100% equality and 100% freedom you're going to have to give up if you want 100% equality you're going to have to give up your freedoms and if you ha- if you want 100% freedom then there will equality will be impossible Right, and so it's all about how much of your freedom are you willing to give up in pursuit of equality, and whatever uh, you decide that that looks like in your society. Right, so um, you know, is it fair or is it good that there's a ton of inequality in our society?
0: Um, not really, because because like inequality. Well, inequality can be like. Well, not really, because, like, all humans are equal. And just because, like, you're different race or something doesn't mean that you're, like, better.
1: Exactly. And so a lot of times, um, I don't know, a lot of times you have to be very careful of defining your terms and what it means to be equal. And I love what you just pointed out, because coming from a Christian perspective, we say that all people are equal in the sight of God. Right. Worthy of dignity. It's no one is deserving to be treated uh, better or worse than anyone else by virtue of their just being a person. But does that mean that, for instance, in communism, it says no matter what kind of job you have, you're going to get the same income. Right. And so we we talk a lot about the importance of incentives. So some jobs are harder than others. Some jobs require more training. Some jobs require More, I don't know, intellect. Like, obviously, we have sports, right? And we love sports. Uh, This is a sports podcast by and large. And sports is the most unequal profession, right? It's all about talent. It's all about can you perform. It has nothing to do with like, oh, we got to make sure that everyone gets paid the same amount, everyone plays the same amount. No, it's like the best will rise to the top. And most oftentimes, the best are those who have put in the work, right? Obviously, they have a lot of talent, you know, they have physical abilities and attributes Uh, but what separates the best players is the the willingness to put the work in to sacrifice um, to train so that they're able to perform at the highest levels and those people i think it is fair and just to compensate them more than others even though it's not quote unquote equal what do you think
0: yes i agree because um if you work hard then it like work i think hard work pays off so like If you worked hard, so you're one of, if you're like better at your job, say like you're better at your job than this other person, I would think that you would get paid more.
1: Yeah, agreed. And and the idea about behind communism is, hey, it doesn't matter your performance. Everyone's going to get paid the same amount. And so if I'm a person in that system... I just, I don't feel any, I feel one, like maybe bitterness or resentment, especially if you're a higher performing person, you know, maybe if you're like the one who's dragging everybody down, you like that, obviously. Uh, but I think the best argument against communism is all the examples in history of how, despite it's kind of like utopian ideals and uh, promise in the very beginning that, oh, it's all about the people. It's all about equality, that they actually ended up being the harshest, most destructive societies that man is often, has really ever known um, and productivity decreases because of a lack of incentives and um, there's just no people just don't you're not you're not uh, encouraged to perform your best because you're not given any sort of like rewards for performing well. I mean maybe if like, you know, obviously, if people were perfect, if people, if everyone was just able to try their hardest, work their best just for the sake of doing good work, then maybe in that society, but you know, that, that society is not going to exist until heaven. So, on this side of heaven here on earth, uh, that we need to have some sort of structures in place that will balance uh, equality and freedom and not allow any one of them to, um, you know, too much freedom is, is just complete anarchy, and that's not good either. Are you reading anything else besides Animal? F- I need to re- I need to read that book. That's like a classic of literature. Uh, I actually have never read it yet, so I want. Thanks for that summary. I want to read that book. But anything else you're reading now?
0: I'm kind of reading that Boxcar Children you got me right now. Yeah. I was reading it last night. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and I know that you're not uh, a big fan of the original Boxcar Children series, but I saw that this lady, Patricia McLaughlin, who's an author that Naomi and I really like, um, she wrote, uh, I guess it's like a backstory to Boxcar Children, because, you know, in the regular Boxcar Children series, by the time the series start, they're already orphans, yeah. right? But is this a story before they become orphans?
0: I think it's a part of the real boxcar st- story, um, like, original thing, because I had already read this, this like, this part before, because, like, I remember the guy with, like, like basically everything that's inside this book.
1: Oh, really? Huh, that's interesting. All I remember is Benny. Yeah. That's, that's, I haven't read Boxcar Children in so long, it's probably been, like, 30 years, 25 years. All I just remember is the youngest child, Benny. How hilarious he is! <laughs> Such a rascal. Um, but that's—I think that's a good series. Boxcar Children. Are y'all reading anything in school these days?
0: Um, we we're doing like plays right now in English, so not really. Um, so we just finished. Like, we're learning kind of like about drama and like all this stuff and like plays and like acts and stuff. So. We kind of just did, like, a—it's not really a rehearsal, but we're, like, kind of just, like, doing Prince and the Pauper. We kind of just, like, did Prince and the Pauper to, like, learn about it and, like, learn all of, like, the screenplay and stuff and stuff like that.
1: Nice. Well, we have arrived at school once again. Happy Friday, everybody, wherever you are. Hope you have a wonderful day. Nathaniel, it's been excellent uh, hearing about Animal Farm from you. Look forward to, to reading that book. And wherever you are, you know, kick, hit us back with your book recommendations. We always, we always looking for new good books to read. All right, buddy, have a great day at school. Love you, man. Love
0: you, Dad. Bye. Love you. See you later. Don't forget your tacos. Okay.